0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.
1: It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. And joining us on the line now, Leisha De Bruin, to take ahead the conversation we started last week about online safety. Maureen, um, good to have you with us, Leisha.
0: Morena, Jeff, thank you for having me again.
1: Today we're going to take a look at online purchasing and some of the fish hooks around that and things we need to be aware of.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a great time with Valentine's just in the corner and people probably getting gearing up to buy a lot of things online. I thought, you know, best everyone just be aware of all those fish hooks.
1: All right. Now, in general, we've talked about this important um, mm-hmm. aspect before, but yeah, let's take a look at uh, the Consumer Guarantees Act and generally what that affords us.
0: Yeah, so, the Consumer Guarantee Act provides you and um, more people um, minimum rights um, who for people who buy goods um, from shops or uh, official stores, uh, which is also online um, or in person, for private goods, so not for p- business purposes. Um, and these rights are minimum rights, so they can't contract out of them, so they're guaranteed. Uh, and the main ones are that the goods have to be of an acceptable quality, Um, and that means they have to be fit for the purpose that they are, that it's meant for. A phone's supposed to be able to call, text, etc. It has to be acceptable in its appearance and finish, uh, free from minor defects, safe, durable. Um, Then the goods also have to be fit for their purpose. Again, that it's. Pretty self-explanatory. That one itself, um, and it has to be fit for its purpose. Um, that the seller says that it's good for, and especially if you, if you're talking to, um, if you go to, a, maybe HiFi, and you ask, I need a computer that can. Open many, many, many tabs, or I can. I need a game. I need a gaming computer, and then you buy it, and it does not do gaming. Then it's not fit for purpose because they sold they because you specifically said it needed to be, and they didn't provide that. And then finally, it has to match their description. So that's really quite relevant to those buying online. You see the photo. Yep, that's what I want. You buy it, and then something comes entirely different you have protection under the Consumer Guarantees Act.
1: All right. What can we do if there's a problem with the goods?
0: Right. If there's problems with the goods, then because you have those minimum rights, you can have the main things that you can get done is that you can have the problem fixed. You take it to the seller um, and you say, look, you need this fixed. They can they must fix the problem um, within a reasonable time and at no extra cost to the person. Uh, the seller can also choose to fix the problem by replacing the goods, repairing the goods, or refunding the purchase price. So that's up to them. But at the end of the day, they have to fix the problem if it's fixable. Um, and in saying that, if the problem can be fixed, but the seller doesn't want to fix it or doesn't fix it, uh, then so they refuse to or they fail to fix the problem again, um, you can reject and return the goods, and then get a cash refund or a replacement. Um, and you are entitled to insist on a cash refund, but you can choose to accept a different kind of remedy, such as a replacement or um, anything else that the seller says, oh, how about this, and if you're happy with that, go like, for gold.
1: Like a store credit yeah. voucher or something like that.
0: Yeah, 100%, something like that. Um, and then also you can get it fixed elsewhere and then claim reasonable cost we're doing so from the seller, um, and just to be explicitly clear, a store credit is not um, a cash refund. So right. you are, in, and so you are entitled to say, mm, "No, I, I want a cash refund, regardless of store policy." I see that around a lot.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. And then if the failure is substantial, or re, uh, the, the seller actually can't fix it, then the seller can again. You can replace it, um, or you can reject the, ter- the goods again. You can reject and return the goods, get a cash refund, um, or you can keep the goods and then claim compensation for it.
1: All right. Now, look, we can see those kind of interactions happening relatively easily with some of our bigger traders. Yeah. But what about these private sales, Facebook Marketplace, Trade Me, all of that?
0: Mm, yeah. So you would hope you would think that it's kind of the same thing, but unfortunately the Consumer Guarantees Act and then also the Fair Trading Act, um, which protects you or gives you rights against misleading behavior and unfair trading doesn't apply to private sales. So that is stuff like Facebook Marketplace or Trade Me or even better, a garage sale. So you don't have those immediate rights and protections under the act. But it means that the Contract and Commission Law Act and um other common laws, so judge made law in the good old courts, um, apply and they provide you some rights, but they are yeah, yeah, they right. some rights.
1: So what protections can we get in those circumstances?
0: So you can get compensation when the seller, private seller makes false statements. Um if the goods are faulty, you might have a right to compensation or to a, re- a full refund. That, again, leads to a false statement. You're buying something on Facebook. It says totally the ad says perfect, brand new, works great, and you get it and it doesn't even turn on regardless of what you're doing. Um, you know, you might have a right to compensation then. Um, and But it does really depend on the seriousness of the problem. You would be entitled to a refund, if you're entitled to a refund, should I say. Um, You can get your money back in cash. You don't have to accept a credit note or anything like that. You are well entitled to the cash uh, refund. You can also, if you prefer, choose to accept some form of replacement or a instead of a refund or compensation. That is up to you, but your bare minimum right is to get cash back. Um, But it should be noted that this is a really difficult it's really really difficult proving and enforcing these rights um and so it's always just best to take care if you're going to go privately if it's in facebook you can buy it in cash try to do you know like contactless purchasing kind of thing but best you know caution
1: all right so it obviously gets pretty complicated potentially and uh, if Mm. you're in a tricky situation well community law can give you a bit of a advice around that
0: Definitely, if you're in a tricky situation, come to community law. We can definitely advise you where to go, who to see. All
1: right. Now, last week we opened up this discussion about you know online safety, as it were. What about shopping safely online?
0: Yeah. So now that you now that people have like the basics of what you know their rights when something goes wrong and when they buy something, the best way... Just some basic, very, very basic tips on staying safe online is maybe using a trusted Wi Fi connection. Um, you know, especially when you're creating or logging into a lot of online accounts um, and making payments. Uh, so be very careful using public Wi Fi and Wi Fi connections that aren't secure. Somebody can see what you're doing, and a lot of people sit on um, malicious people sit on public networks and Wi-Fi is waiting for people who have unsecured connections to connect. Um, so best not. Um, you can use VPNs are great for doing protecting you against that if you're going to connect to public Wi-Fi. Um, and your best option really is that when you are shopping is to use your own Wi-Fi, so at home, um, your mobile data or a, a Wi-Fi network that you trust, a friend, workplace if you're going to or again a VPN Um, and making sure that you set up accounts when you're setting up accounts that you use a strong password I know that we talked about this last week again strong lots of numbers lots of letters nothing that somebody could you know make out no names no birthdays um, even a randomly generated one even better And then using a two-factor authentication on every account that you can, at the very least, especially ones like your bank account or PayPal or Apple Pay, Google Pay, definitely need to, uh, to factor authentications there.
1: So that kind of thing um, means, you know, like when, when you might set it up so that when you mm-hmm. do your transaction, it will send you, say, a text, so you've got to confirm via the text with a coded number that you've made that transaction. That's a really important extra step and you should take those opportunities whenever you can.
0: 100%. I know Amazon often does it. You have to just click yes, that's me through a text link and then it will it all sorts itself out very fast um, but definitely two-factor, that two-factor authentication is pretty key. Um, and then also a good tip trick is looking for the padlock on the, um, on the URL. So that padlock symbol in the browser window uh, when you browse or log in or register and check out it means that it is encrypted um, and that it is semi-secure. It's not it's not full proof, but um, it means that you're likely if you go the HTTPS. That S stands for secure, and it means your payments are encrypted. Yeah, so that, that padlock, yeah. So that padlock is always there if the S is there. Um, so it means it's encrypted, and you're you're it's you're safer when you're putting in your details, especially your credit card or your debit card details on these web pages. Uh, but it. Doesn't mean that the website is legitimate. Um, so, again, if you're storing, you're go- if you're going to enter your data, your credit card details onto a website, and it turns out it's not legitimate, they can still hold those details. Um, but so there is that. It just means somebody else can't see see it happening. The website can, but nobody else on the on the Wi-Fi can. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, when you're using your credit card and in- bank details and everything like that uh use a use well use a credit card over a debit card um or use your well respected um payment services such as PayPal or LayBuy or Afterpay these are like third party third party systems um they have their own secure um security processes so it's safer and um less likely to have all your details um well scanned and then the reason I say buying with your credit card is because it gives you a bit of protection than your debit card. If something goes wrong, you're able to go to the bank and get a charge back through your bank on your credit card. You can't get a charge back on your debit card. And that's just when the bank stops the, stops the transaction and reverses the transaction to puts the money back into your account um, because credit cards take a wee while to well, clear. So, and a debit card is pretty immediate. Right. Um, so that's a pretty handy trick, if if ever. Um, and I guess the final one is that some retailers really, um, they will ask you to save your payment details for next time. If you are not sure about the website, and if they're not using a third-party um, payment system, don't do it. Just go, if you're going to buy there again, just go through the entire process of adding all your details over and over it's better safe than sorry than saving your details to a website that you don't know is secure.
1: Good advice. Um, yeah. And uh, again, you can use. There are some things, some um, systems that you can use. To fast track things, if you've mm-hmm. got, if you're up for it, and you've got the sort of technical know how, and you feel confident, like using Apple Pay and and, and and storing things in you in your wallet, so your it's Google Wallet, for, exa- for example, you know, there, for many people, um, Leisha, at this point, they'll be going, oh look, look, they lost me a while ago, and I just want to pick that up," um, because there's. Uh, an opportunity, or well, there's several opportunities through the year for people who are perhaps new or are not confident about using internet services in this kind of way to get a bit of basic mm. advice about it and I know that um, Dunedin Public Libraries at the moment are running some programs that give you yeah. an opportunity to sit down and and learn some of these basic internet security rules that um, will make you feel so much more confident and once you do and once you kind of understand them, that kind of opens up the whole world of possibilities to to you and, uh, and perhaps purchasing online is something that's going to be really helpful for people. um you know, if you're in a situation where you've got to stay at home for whatever reason and I'm thinking mm. I'm thinking COVID. You know, yes, uh, being definitely. able to be able to make those kind of transactions in that way is really helpful. But you can certainly yeah. understand people's reticence around it if they're not feeling confident. And I guess the answer is leisure, if you are not sure, don't do it. Yes. Oh
0: uh, definitely if you're not sure just do it. If you want to learn more about it, go on to NetSafe um, and read through their online shopping scams and fraud articles. Um, each and every article explains what you should do if there's an issue, um, what you can do. The very simple steps. Um, they're very easy to read. They're very quick. I think they're like two or three minutes worth of a read, um, and they just explain everything so well um, and just the like, their basics. Uh, and I mean, you can always visit, you know, the Community Law Manual. or Um, and make an appointment to come in and see us if something goes wrong Um, and yeah so we can because most issues have to be resolved privately or they go to the disputes tribunal so but we can always help advise what you're next better before engaging a court
1: great yeah. stuff and keep an eye on those credit card statements too Yeah, how many of us oh, actually definitely. go go through them line by line and go yep yeah, actually that's legit <laughs> it would be, yes, ho- definitely. be horrifying yep. to see something turn up there or see a string of things turn up there that you didn't, didn't know anything about that would certainly <coughs> be one reason uh, to, uh, to alert you to something that you might need to contact your bank about all right, yes. really good practical advice as always with you, Leisha. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us here for Speak Legal. Thanks to Community Law Otago and thanks to the law faculty at the University of Otago for continuing to support this series. We look forward to catching up with you again next week, Leisha.
0: Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I look forward to catching up with you next week as well. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.